Greetings and welcome to another edition of Harmonics. Today's guest is absolutely fabulous. One of the great, great contemporary artists that I think deserves more, more exposure. Today I have Claudio Bergman. Claudio, nice. how are I'm you? I'm, I'm good. Your work is spectacular. Thank you. So I want to get right into it, but I, first I want to get back into your early life. Mm -hmm. What? There's a picture of you. Uh, Star Wars figure, am mm -hmm. I correct? Is that kind of what started it all for you, or just probably, yeah? Really, I was uh, Star Wars was my main thing. Well, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. it was uh, the thing that started it all. Um, I was really into it. It's all my parents' fault. They they took me to see it when I was like three, right. when it came out or four. I don't remember. And then I went to see Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I had I had all the uh, Kenner toys and. Uh, and actually, that picture you saw, that mask. My my dad was a was a great artist too. He was an architect, oh. and uh, he, uh, I think he, he 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 bought me all the toys he could. But I guess he couldn't afford the the actual Darth Vader mask, so he built it himself by it's cardboard. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was it's cardboard. And, uh, that, that that that's why it's so big. <laughs> I look like the I look more like the Spaceballs uh, character than than Darth Vader. So, uh, yeah, that's what started it all. So comic books and comic books also. So, what was the first thing that actually? How do you knew or did know when you actually knew that you had put your brush or your pen on a paper? When did that start coming to start actually drawing? It didn't when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just I, I I always was into drawings. I got in so much trouble in in, in school because I was. Drawing all the time, drawing and, and doing um, uh, cardboard models, and I was drawing all the time. So there wasn't any particular crucial moment in which I decided, mm -hmm. like the the sky cracked open. Yeah, you're infinite. No, no, it wasn't like that. It just uh, it was something that came uh, natural to me. Mm -hmm. It's just drawing mm -hmm. and being interested in comic books and art and fantasy, science fiction. It was like I was. Drawn to it. Drawn to that. So you're from Chile. Yes. And so when you you went to school in the '90s, tell me about college and school. What it, what were you what were you transitioning to when you went to college? I went to school and high school in the '80s. I'm okay. older than I look. Okay. Uh, and I went to college in the '90s, um, early early first half of the '90s, mm -hmm. and uh, I went to art school, obviously, mm -hmm. and. Um, it was, it was, believe it or not, it was actually kind of a struggle going through our, our school in the 90s because what I was into wasn't the tendency. The tendency back then in Chile at that particular moment was sort of um, conceptual art, mm -hmm. meaning not much of a... What you wanted. Hand, hand skills, but more of, more of a concept, snobby... Uh, a lot of hot air to right. me, not really based on um, traditional 
formation, which was I was looking for, you know, mm -hmm. drawing, sculpture, and uh, that wasn't actually was kind of a looking look down to it. Like mm -hmm. I was kind of always just an illustrator. It's not really an artist, you know. So that was kind of the the we had a kind of a small group of art outlaws that we were into were that we were into that yes, kind of thing, yes. like comic books and uh, fantasy art and Frazetta and Boris Vallejo and uh, Neil Adams and all of that were with those were our gods. Like mm -hmm. it's sort of kind of the same thing that happens in, 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 in music school that some some of the, the establishment goes gravitates towards certain kind of, I don't know, more... Traditional. Jazzy, elevated yeah, music, right. and the Oddlows the, the gravitates to either rock and roll or, you know... Amen to that. Amen to that. So you did that, and then in the 2000s, you got into... You were in England, was it in England? And then no, I moved... I, moved uh, I, I started working in Chile, mm -hmm. uh, doing cover art for some of the bands that were around. Um, Criminal was one of them, Dogma was another one, which back then were kind of a big deals, you know, not... Now, they were kind of local bands and Criminal got later on an international career when mm -hmm. Anton moved to Europe, but uh, back then it was kind of a big deal to me because those those were bands that have heavy rotation on Latin MTV, mm -hmm. which was a uh, 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 South American branch of MTV that, that used to be produced in Miami. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah, the producer was was a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and uh, we later became friends. Right. You know, and um, so it was kind of a big deal. And that's one of the kind of a got some got me some notoriety uh, mm -hmm. locally, and then I moved to to Italy to work as a photographer. That's where you. Two thousand and three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you still, what kind of work were you doing? You doing just for magazines or just yourself? Or what were you, what was your job? You mean general? in Italy? Yeah, yes. Uh, I was, um, I was, uh, I was a higher hand. I was working on a very, with a very uh, uh, famous photographer in Italy, photographer. Mm -hmm. He was doing um, nothing at all related to what I, what, what, what I was into. Do? It was, no, it was, it was fun and, and uh, it, it elevates, elevated my, um, kind of a professional skills because he was very demanding. He was um, kind of a gourmet and uh, travel photography. So we were around um, doing uh, photo stories of uh, hotels, restaurants, mm -hmm. uh, locandas in Tuscany, and uh, we, would, we would do all of that. And uh, it was mainly dishes mm -hmm. and very elaborate dishes, you oh, know, I so, so I ate a lot of Good food. Good food for free. <laughs> so that was that was a, one of the one of the pros of doing that job, and uh, and the rest of the time I was uh, at, the, at the studio just doing retouching, photography retouching. That Tell was me it. about England. And I got bored of Italy, mm -hmm. <laughs> as amazing as that might sound. It's it's good for the picture, but it's so traditional and so quiet that I needed. Need yeah. action. Yeah, I need action, and we. Uh, I was married back then, and uh, we took some vacations in in, in London, mm -hmm. and I fell in love with London. Isn't just an amazing city? No wonder such amazing bands and artists came out of that city. You know, it's very Pretty inspiring. Amazing. You know, yes. And uh, so we the next the very next the next year we moved to to London, and I started working in the, um, stock photography agencies. That's what I was doing there. It was a very, very interesting job. Mm -hmm. I enjoy every minute of it. And uh, everybody, and it seems like the United Nations, every, everybody in that studio was for, 
somewhere else, not England. It's funny, you when when you're in London, it seems like you're in golf with the Englishman. Uh, it's, it's there. I I saw very very little Englishmen. Well, really? I was, yeah, it's uh, it's like very uh, cosmopolitan. I mean, there was a a Polish girl, there was a Japanese guy, there was. Um, of course, all of that ended with the with the breeze. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know? but you know, it was it was fun. It was very very uh, uh, motivating and uh, enlightening. So you you got in England, you started doing work there, and then all of a sudden, around mid two thousands, you started doing album covers for people. Yeah, this was way before I moved to England. It was mm. when I was uh, actually li living in, in Italy. In yeah, I started working with a lot of bands from German labels, especially because. Um, I like some of that work. Yeah, well, you know, what I was doing at the time, uh, it was kind of appealing to the metal bands. Mm -hmm. And Germany, as you know, is the number one country in metal. You know? Exactly. They have the biggest festivals. They have all the record labels, uh, Metal Blade Records, AFM Records. So, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, uh, it's like a mac uh, micro market. It's um, the best. The best example I, I can find is uh, Manowar. Do you know that band, oh, Manowar? Yes, yes, yes. Manowar are. It's a very strange case. Manowar are from here. They're from the United States. They're, they're from New York. Nobody cares about Manowars in the United States. They couldn't. They couldn't put two hundred people in a club. Exactly. But in Europe, they sell two hundred thousand people are arenas. You know. So it's uh, it's, it's, it's very it's, it's strange and uh, a lot of. Uh, the, those 80s uh, American heavy metal bands have huge markets in Europe. I saw Wasp every six months in, wow. in, while I was living in Italy. Mm. I saw Skid Row. Skid Row. Bands that kind of uh, exhausted, exhausted the, the market here right. moved to Europe with but people you know, were hungry for that and style. Got money. Yeah. And get make good money. You were, you have, you're affiliated with a guy named Artjen. Artjen. Yes. You don't pro the, the J is pronounced as, a, as an I. Oh, and, and, and so tell me about him. So you worked with him? That was actually, I, I, would, I would say that was my first... Breakthrough like a, or...? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. he's, he's huge. Okay. He's, uh, he, he sells like 20,000, 50,000 copies, which is kind of big. a big deal yeah, now because nobody, nobody's selling records. Mm -hmm. He's a Dutch musician. He's, um, he, uh, he does very... A very strange type of music. It's like um, progressive rock, like Yes or Dream Theater, with a science fiction favorites. with a science fiction theme. Interesting. So it's a mix of a Yes and Dream Theater and Rush with Star Trek. That's what it is. You could be the captain, I could see you. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> while we were working on that album, he used to call me number one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was you know, kind of delusional thinking he mm. was Captain Picard. So <laughs> um, so we had a great time. Yeah, Arjen is a great guy. He's, uh, it's over, he's, he's like, I think he's like six, six, seven feet tall. He's like, he's so tall that his head looked like very small, like up in the clouds. Right, so, oh, funny. Dutch, Dutch guys are... are Big. Insanely tall, yeah. Yes. So um, we did the whole album through Skype because I was living in Chile at, at the time. So and um, it it came out, it sold really well, and uh, kind of uh, got me a lot of other thanks to him. I got a lot of lot more work with our bands, you know. Wow, that's wild. That's great. Battle Beast. 
But I got, actually I got that, that job thanks to some, I think one of the guys in the band saw the Arian Lucasen cover and liked it and said you have a kind of an old school style, we want that, we want a cover that looks like made in the 80s, like Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, so that's what, you know, started, started it all, so. And Battle Beasts there, they weren't as well known when I started working with them in 2012, mm -hmm. but now they're huge. Actually, they're playing the, um, the um, Regency Ballroom in, in May. It's with, coming with, over with, with Sabaton, yeah. They they've been expanding for the past uh, couple of years. So you know, um, I wanted to ask you something just about your technique. Mm -hmm. How do you do the colors that you do and the clarity? It's it's just magnificent. How do, how do you get that shade? All that beautiful lighting and mm -hmm. it's it's pretty amazing. Well, uh, and it's very detailed. It is. It's um, it's all digital. Well, not all digital. It starts as a as a pencil drawing on paper, mm -hmm. traditional pencil drawing, and then uh, I scan that uh, on a regular scanner. I put it on, on, on Photoshop, and I start adding color on, 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 uh, on Photoshop. Now, there's two couple of advantages on, on this. Well, the disadvantage is that there is no original. There is no oh, canvas, right? right? It's just a drawing on paper. The advantages are that I can change my mind several times, that erase will. because everything is in layers so I can move stuff, change positions. If, I don't, if I'm not comfortable with a certain composition, I can move a tree to, 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 you know, to the left a little bit. If I'm not comfortable with the colors, I can change the colors. I don't, if I don't like a character, I can erase it, put something else, and uh, that's the advantage. You can change your mind, you can improve it. And uh, the other advantage is way faster than doing it on canvas. Mm -hmm. And the same uh, stuff you've seen, it could take two weeks to do on a, on a canvas. And with this, with Photoshop, it took me two days. Really? Yeah. So you could produce pretty quick what you do at yes. times. Yes, I can do that. And that's well, it depends. Sometimes I struggle with the process, uh, the cr with the creative process more than the actual um, technical process. Mm -hmm. Then once, once I decide what I'm going to do, mm -hmm. which is the longest step, mm -hmm. Uh, doing it, it comes down pretty quickly, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, creating is a lot more um, painful than actually painting, painting. you know. Rata Blanco? Rata Blanca. Rata Blanca. Rata Blanca. Uh, probably, I think Rata is my biggest client now. It's probably even bigger than, than Arian Lucasen. They're huge in South America, huge. I mean, they play nonstop. They're, I think they're two, two or half, half a year in Chile, Argentina, Peru. They did a tour. Um, and you said they sang in Spanish. They sang in Spanish, and uh, they did a tour in the United, the United States. I went to see them in San Jose. I was amazed at the, at the drone they have even here. Even they sing in Spanish. So they're from the 80s. They're, they're really, they've been around like forever. And mm -hmm. uh, well, the best way I could describe them, I and mean, they're like rainbow. That, it's that kind of music. Interesting. It's, uh, it's like uh, Joel Turner era rainbow. 
Oh, okay. I'll that's Joe that's Turner's kind of a great vocalist. So no wonder that when Jolene Turner goes to play there, he, ha he has half of Rata Blanca as their band. Right there. It's, it's their band I over there. So, um, and uh, they have given me a lot of uh, uh, exposure in South America. So uh, it's always a pleasure to work with them. We became really good friends. And uh, I love Argentinians. They have a very special they're, sense of humor. Right, and uh, they're, they're funny people. Mm -hmm. They're always... They, Embrace and enjoy life. That's right? how it should be. It should mm -hmm. be. Let's go to Judith Priest, Rob Hatfield. Oh, Rob Halford, yeah. yeah. I worked with him a couple of years, a few years ago. It was uh, 2011, I believe. Um, before, was, was it before Atalanka? I don't remember that. That's so, okay. It's all a blur. That's okay. Um, I don't even really remember how I got that job. I think. Someone hey, sent somebody seen your work, man. If you've seen your work one time, it, I it's think unforgettable, believe me. Yeah, I, I think someone sent something to his manager. He liked it. I got an email, not from Rob, from his manager. And uh, I said, look, we're, we're trying to release this, uh, this uh, DVD. It was a um, uh, concert video from his performance in uh, Tokyo in Japan. So, and they said, you know what, concert videos are not selling as good as they used to sell, so we, wanted to, we want to do something special for the cover to ensure sales. So I said, okay, so what do you want? I don't know, we're thinking about science fiction. Okay. Yeah, you know, Rob, he has his persona with the motorcycle yeah. and uh, the leather thing with the hat. And, uh, all right, so I, I went to the, to the drawing board and I did a kind of a very ambitious... Uh, science fiction scene with uh, Rob riding his flying motorbike to uh, this kind of a Blade Runner type of city, right? Mm -hmm. Took me like a week, two weeks to do this job because it was insanely detailed. It has all the windows in the little. It's down on my on my on my. Um, on your artwork? No, you haven't seen it. Oh. It's uh, and. Uh, so I spent a lot of time doing this drawing. It was very, very detailed, and I was at the, by the end of it, I was very proud of it. It was, it was, you my masterpiece, right? So I sent him, and uh, a couple of weeks went by, and uh, I, said, oh, I said, uh oh, and I said, hey, dude, what's what's going on? Are you gonna are you gonna use it or not? They paid me. It was not a money trouble. I said, mm, eh, you know what? It's uh, now with when that we look at it, it's kind of a little bit over the top. I thought. I was thinking just something, you know, uh, background with a wall and maybe a window, but you did like a whole movie, you know? And uh, so, yeah, you know what? We're not going to use it, but they want you to do, we really want you to do the, the, a second version. Okay, so say, okay, so I'll require a little bit of, you know, extra budget. No, no problem. That's money is not an issue. So, so I said, okay. And... They paid me actually the exact same amount for the second one, and it took me like half an hour to do. <laughs> so it's kind of, it was, I thought it was, you know, Hollywood is kind of funny. Hollywood is very funny. Um, so that was the one that actually came out on the, on the DVD. I'm not really proud of it. Nobody's going to call me for that one. It's just so dull. Really? Know? Yeah, it's very dull. But it's Rob Halford, so what do you know? So I free. still have the other one. Say it for something special. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but uh, the act the one that they didn't use. So, so keep it. Yeah, I don't know. Keep it in your files. Keep it in your all your uh, all in your archives. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I haven't decided yet what to do with it. So let's go into something that you're actually doing right now, mm -hmm. present day. 
um, and some of the things that I think that are very interesting, and I've seen some of the pictures that you did of Bigfoot. You're really into Bigfoot, um, and there's another subject that we're going to get into, too. So tell me about Bigfoot and how you got into that. I'm, uh, I've always been into paranormal and the high strangeness, and uh, I've been... Um, a faithful listener to Coast to Coast AM for many, many years, even when I was living in Italy, that we don't have American radio over there. I was still managed to download the shows and listen to, uh, you know, Art Bell. Um, and uh, that was a huge, it opened a whole new world for me. I mean, I started getting into uh, UFOs and Roswells and con con conspiracy theories and, and all of that. And uh, so... Um, uh, I've been studying all of that for many, many years, reading books and watching documentaries and listening to talk radio. Mm -hmm. And so last year I I had kind of a little bit of spare time. And I said, what should I do? I should do something for me because believe it or not, I mean, I most of what you saw on my website is it's commission work. It's not stuff that I started from me, it's stuff that people asked me to do and paid me to do it. So... Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's my job, too, and I propose the idea, but the genesis is not mine. It's, uh, it's, it serves a purpose, that right. either album covers or book covers, mm -hmm. so it's someone else's concept. And, but I, when I had this little bit of spare time, I said, well, what should I do? So I said, oh, Bigfoot. And I love, I've always been into Bigfoot. So um, I started working in what I, my mind was the quintessential Bigfoot. I wanted to see it up from the shot everybody wants to see because right. it's always behind a tree or behind right. a branch. Right. Nobody has seen him, right? Except right. for the Patterson-Gimlin film, right. that famous... That little one he's walking across in the forest. Right, yeah, right that's the it, it's, it's the only one that it actually shows the actual creature walking, moving. moving, and, you know. So I started doing and the, the, uh, the uh, American, what is called the American Northwest Sasquatch, which is... Uh, you know, uh, northern, northern Northern California, a Bluff Creek, uh, Oregon, and that area. Oregon, right? And so, a lot of pine trees and and a very warm summer. I wanted to do that, not horror, not nothing creepy about it. I right. wanted to look. I wanted to show him as a as an actual primate living in the woods and happy living in the in the right. woods. So, right. I did that back in November, and I put it I put it out in several um, Bigfoot research groups and it went viral i just i was mind blown by the amount of attention it got Excellent. me so uh and um then Lori, my wife suggested why don't you why don't you sell it and i said what do you mean sell it that good woman that knows where to knows that kind of shows you how bad of a businessman i am i that mean good I'm, thing I, you have her so she said you should Most sell definitely. it and i said okay how i don't know or print Wow, how, why didn't I, didn't I think of that, you know? <laughs> That's why you needed her. So I put it out, and it sold like crazy. I sold, sold out. I sold all the copies I printed, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. I went well, so I did another one. I, I did Yeti. Mm -hmm. and, and then I said, what should I do now? You know, it, it didn't seem like right to do a third. So I did um, another thing that really, uh, it's a passion of mine, UFOs, ufology. So yes. I did the abduction, the abduction of Travis Walton. Which You've is met one him, of, haven't you? Or have you just talked to him? I'm, I've just uh, talked to him on the phone. A wonderful picture. Yeah. Wonderful it's, depiction of it's, that. Uh, it's actually, well, I didn't knew him before, before doing that. 
I just I did I did the, the artwork. I put it out, famous Bigfoot, and I it 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 didn't went viral right away, but uh, I got a message the same day that I put it out, and with uh, it was Travis Walton's girlfriend Audrey, and I said, uh oh, <laughs> they're mad at me. <laughs> Where they weren't, were they? Were they mad? No, he's oh, uh, no. Great, and I was, great. I was like, uh oh, I'm gonna get it. So she said, Travis saw your work and he loved it and he wants to talk to you. So call him. I got his phone number. That was kind of, it was very surreal. Lori was like, Travis Walton, really? Are you, are you talking to him really on the phone? It's like <laughs> suddenly we all became very real. This thing that I was watching in documentaries that it's, seems it's kind right of a, lap. out of a science fiction movie was like I was with the guy on the phone and he's very nice very down to earth very uh very bright person and um he liked it and he uh, I, from what i got from our conversation um he's been um considering replacing all the illustrations all the art in his uh book and see in his biography uh because he wasn't actually happy with it mm -hmm. it didn't look it didn't look what he wanted like How your work Right, he thought, you know. Your work hmm. made it come right. When I seen your picture, mm -hmm. it came right to me. I felt like that the the UFO mm -hmm. was actually just circling, and here's this, the you know Travis in position of just going towards it. And I just said, this is incredible. Well, actually, it's the opposite way around. Oh, he came. They came to no, him. No, it uh, it was uh, he. Uh, the, the the craft was just hovering right there in the right almost touching the the tip of the of the trees, right. And, and he got a little, he wanted to show, I think he wanted to show off with his friends nice. in the, in, with his buddies in the truck. So he stepped out of the truck and he walked right underneath the, the craft, like there. And the, the minute he got closer, it started vibrating. And it started spinning. And, and all the other guys, oh, something, like something is going to happen. And he shoot a beam that hit him in the chest. And he made him flew like... 20 feet in the air, and he landed landed on the, on the ground, unconscious. And the other guys thought he was dead, mm -hmm. and they fled the scene. And when they come back, he wasn't there, and he was uh, it was gone for five days. So, and there's a movie uh, about uh, yes. maybe you've seen it, Fire yes. in the Sky. Yes. But um, they put a lot of fantasy into it. Actually, all, all, everything that you see while he is in the craft, it's just science fiction. Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. So one of the reasons I really wanted to do this series of illustrations is to actually show what went on, on, that sh uh, on the ship. Wow. So this, the one that you saw is just the, f the first one. Oh, that's your first one that you did with that for uh, Travis? It's the only one and first one. There's going Absolutely to be more. Absolutely you know? amazing. <laughs> you know, Claudio, we've been here for uh, our our time is, is fleeting us. I, I, you are absolutely a contemporary artist that I could say is the highest level. 
Thank your you. work, I love your work. Thank you. I think that you should be, hopefully this could help you in getting more exposure because your work is just, you know, I gravitate to it. And everybody I've showed it to go, who is that? I go, he's coming on my show. When he's coming, no way. I go, he's coming on your show. You're not seven feet tall, but you're 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 a, not, you're a pack of dynamite, and you're absolutely a, a magnificent artist. Thank you. And I'm just glad to meet you today. And you know, um, it's a pleasure having you at the show. I want you to come back oh, thank again. Thank you for having me. Always coming back. So, what's usually what we do at the end of the show? We look it straight into the camera, and um, we say thank you. I'm this one right no, here, and I'm, I'm saying thank you to all the people that watch our show. Thank you for making it the most successful independent show, and it's going to be more popular because Claudio has been on it. So I like to. This is what we do. We actually give a kiss to everybody that oh, watches right. our show. So here we go. You can kiss your beautiful wife who's in there, and here we go. <laughs> thank you, and peace and love to you. See you again. <laughs>